You are about to experience the result of hard work and dedication from the City of Champions, Cleveland's own, 90th's finest. Self-made, hard-working entrepreneurs, unequivocally raw, no holds barred. This is Epiphany Media. Tell him you had the greatest intro. The greatest intro of all times. <laughs> right. like, I don't understand. I think why, I think the reason why she didn't bite you was because I was with you. Other than that, she was probably bitching for me. That's fine. But you see she ran up on you. I think she sniffed you or something. She sniffed you or something. I don't know. You know what I grabbed. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what she did. I'll say what I did. <laughs> hey, but the look on your face is classic, though. Yeah, I'm like, don't grab me. Like, don't prevent me from protecting myself. It was like, I, forget, I forgot that you like 6'3", three, uh, 300 something pounds. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What the, what the, what the. <laughs> I got to, I got to tell you though, that intro is on point though. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Epiphany Media Podcast. I mean, that's the name that we're going with forever now, so, uh. Look, yeah, people already, uh, Ebony J said she needs a new intro already. Uh, so we, we'll see what we can do. Uh, um, Regina, welcome. Uh, thanks to y'all for joining us again. People on time today. Yeah, I, I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, hey, they need that, that information, man, and that, that knowledge. As y'all see, we got a third today. Uh, y'all been watching the promo uh, all week, posting uh, videos from the old, the old, uh, uh, from the last show we did. Um, uh, we got Eric Tober in the building. I, I don't know what this, I don't know. I mean, I, I, the intro, <laughs> the intro, I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. My intro is not great, but, uh, thanks for joining us again. As y'all see, his information is at the bottom of the screen. It'll be scrolling. Sometimes we'll post it, uh, stationary so y'all can get all the information. But, uh, oh, and you know what I need to think about, B, is since we've been doing the visual, the, the camera version, uh, We've never had a guest on more than once, so True. this is a uh, you. Oh, oh, I feel special. Yeah, you made it. The Nara part two, the first part two. <laughs> we have so many more questions that we wanted to ask you, but we couldn't keep it forever last time. Yeah, man. Well, I ain't going nowhere anytime. You know, I like talking. I love running my mouth. So you guys, <laughs> you know, whatever you whatever you like to know, I'd be willing to try to help you out. Yeah, last show, last show, you changed my life because I was trying to save too much. But then you, you know, I just saved a little bit and I spend the rest. Like I spend it all. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Like so, look. So I did the same thing. I started looking at. Uh, I started looking at. Um, uh, oh, I went back and watched the show after the show. I'm like, all right, well, I can. All right. So he said about 15. percent You know, say he said like 20. If you can get to 20. That's cool. Is that 15? Somewhere in between might be a little sweet spot for you. So that's what I try to pattern after. And uh, uh, savings is doing well. Uh, you know, my long-term investment stock market ideas are not working as well right now. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we'll get there. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get a little bit more time. Yeah, we'll make our way. It's long-term is the, is the key there. But, man, I say when I look at that screen, I'm like, Ugh. 
can't. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> I pull everything out. I, I don't mess with it right now. I'm just. I'm no, taking not, a break. Now when you buy, it's low. Uh, it would seem like it's not even moving. <laughs> I don't think it'll move until next year. So you, it's, that's a long, long time investment. Oh, so, you want to? <clears throat> well, hey, well, we got somebody here that would have knowledge of it. So that one we. Uh, you want me to start there? Yeah, so so you just, I got you to start with, good idea, bad idea, to pull everything. Well, <clears throat> unless you, you know, uh, are getting ready to retire tomorrow, or you know you're getting ready to die tomorrow, <laughs> I will probably never tell you that it's a good time to pull it out. But I will tell you this, though, okay? <clears throat> and I know you guys probably don't follow the economics like I do, but I'm telling you, we are poised for the stock market to be on a huge run and with the stocks are going to be doing real well here. Now, granted, <clears throat> we had two, the two previous quarters were really horrible because of this pandemic, right? But the healing has started um, as far as like companies being able to clean up their uh, uh, financials and stuff. So things are poised real well to move good going forward. Uh, but it's uh, like I told you guys before, what you really just need to make sure that you do is you get, you know, money that you need for your cash reserves built up first, and then you just sort of get into, you know, good good stocks and just sort of, you know, just ride it out over the course of time, you know. <sighs> as time goes on, you know, as long as you can get to that point where, like I was telling you guys before, you can do that guilt-free spending. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> life be good. Just be a little patient. It, <clears throat> it'll work out for you. Yeah, I'm confident, man. But you know, so like you said, the key is to get into some good companies and investment in, in places where, you know, historically, you know, you'll 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 come out on top as long as you're in a good spot. But man, and don't and don't get me wrong, you'll never you'll <clears> never be a hundred percent on it, right? But I always tell people to think of it like this. You know, if you I know you know what like a French pane window is when you got the little squares mm -hmm. in it, right? And if you had a kid to turn around and hit a baseball in that window, right, you might lose one or two. So you replace that one and you move forward, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be like that over the course of time. You may lose one or two. You know, don't don't get dragged in your psyche thinking, you know, all stocks are bad. You hear that? Uh, mm -hmm. You hear that? See, see, okay, not all <laughs> stocks are bad, but let me ask you this. What stocks are good? Technology, you know, the automotive industry, like what? What like what should I invest in first so, so, if I was a newcomer? So let me just say this. I think if you are a newcomer going into the market, you probably need to not try to, uh, it's what we call doing a sector bet, getting into just technology, just the airlines, just uh, pharmaceuticals, just the healthcare. That is really hard to do because mm. all of them will ebb and flow, right? So you want to get a diversified portfolio in all the different sectors. Now, um, there's something that's kind of weird that's going on right now in the market. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You mentioned the technologies, right? The technology stocks. Those things, every one of them are blowing it through the roof right now. Anything that touches Amazon, uh, uh, Walmart, because they got a real big uh, online presence too, you mm -hmm. know? Um, uh, Netflix, any of those companies like that, or Microsoft, they're just blowing it through the roof right now because of this pandemic. And 
And then all the companies that I would call the old line companies, uh, the hospitality industry, and the hotel making no money right now. They're close to bankruptcy. <laughs> you know, all are doing real bad. But I know this sounds very counterintuitive, though. But you remember how you make the money in the market? You buy low to sell high. Mm -hmm. So you got to get into the things that are not doing well now for those to be the ones that appreciate because they do, they do all run the cycles, right? Mm -hmm. Now, so what I am trying to tell you again is you want to make sure that you get into like a diversified portfolio at first, okay? And either through mutual funds or those exchange traded uh, funds, okay? And get, get you one that's, you know, into all different industries. And so, so again, a couple of them go bad. It won't hurt as much because the other stuff will take you back all up. Now, now you got me looking at, and my, I just want to see how diverse I am because I remember that was a, a a big sticking point of, of the last episode. And you know, we was talking about real estate and 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 um, you know stocks and and bonds and you know just being diverse. So I just wanted to look. You know, I'm pretty uh one, two, three, four. I'm in six different you know say categories. So I feel, you know. I feel like as long as you got something in stocks, something in bonds, yeah, some real estate, and you know you want to get into a little bit more diversified, you can get different categories of stocks of the large companies, the mid sized and the small companies, mm. and you know the same. And the one thing that I will tell you too that most people forget about, um, don't overlook you know buying stocks that are you know not headquartered here in the U.S. either. Get some international stocks too. I, I got burned twice, man. Doing uh, like, I, I haven't reached out twice. I got burned twice, and I haven't even looked at China or anywhere since. No, I'm not saying. Well, okay, I'm not necessarily saying China, right? Right. But what I'm saying is, though, you got to remember, all money is not made in the U.S. Right. Of course. Right. So, you know, there are companies that are, you know, domiciled outside of the U.S. that are doing real well. Mm. I mean, the one you know that comes to mind right now is Moderna, Moderna right? You know, that's yeah, not a U.S. Course. company. Yep. And yeah. they, they're swimming in money right now. <laughs> <laughs> vaccine, right? A vaccine, yeah. <laughs> and let's, let's not forget, you know, I always have to remind people, right? Um, you know, when you buy McDonald's, if you buy McDonald's stock, you think that's a good old American company. You know, 80% of their profits come from outside the U.S.? You know, it's huge outside the U.S. That's crazy. Yeah, I did not know that. 80%? Like, think, of, think about how big the world is. Like, uh, America is this big, but, like, think about how big the rest of the world is. Crazy, exactly. man. Exactly. Probably the rest of the world is like, oh, McDonald's. <laughs> you know, here, uh, you know, if I, if I got a couple dollars in my pocket, yeah. you know, that's what I want to get. But. And, that, and that's, and that's, what hap that's what's happening with a, a larger, <clears throat> like, middle classes going around the, uh, the world and stuff. So then they can afford Starbucks. They right. can afford McDonald's. I give you another example. One is um, um, Exxon. Most of that money is not made in the U.S. Oh, having it? Okay, I haven't even thought about uh, yeah. even like B BP. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Okay. And they still all around the world. Exactly. That's the. Uh, so, so even, even when you buy those companies, you know you, you you get the taste international so you so realize it then. Right. There, there are companies outside, you know, you got to take that into consideration too. That's a good. Hey, let me let me ask you this though. Sure. So, 
Um, recently, the House had uh, passed le uh, le uh, legislation on legalizing marijuana, right? So it's a lot of uh, companies um, that are waiting for it to pass in the Senate. So, you know, my attention came like, well, should I try to invest in some of these companies now on anticipation of it legalizing? Because once it legalizes, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be all our warfare on, <laughs> on free, you know, money to get out here. And all of these states, so. Well, well let, me, let me say this, okay? Um, I understand the sentiment for that, because that's actually, yeah, you know, there's a lot of truth to that, because it's, you know, been passed in a lot of states, right? And right now, the federal government still has it as criminalized. Yeah. So the real problem with it, though, is those companies, you know, they can't even put that money in the bank. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> they can't even yeah. the bank, right? Yeah. So you know, they, you know, they, so it's it's just the true wild west. Now, the only thing I will say to you is this: Will that come about? Probably. I don't know how long we're gonna be waiting for that, though. Sure. Now, the only th the only thing that gives me a little bit of reservation, you know, when they uh, when a country all of a sudden on a flip changed on the LGBT rights, right? And they made all that. We went from. One extreme all the way to the other extreme to the Obama administration, right? And that was on a real fast turn, right? I don't believe that's going to be the same with drugs, though, or with marijuana. And let me tell you why. I'm going to tell you the main reason why. The dirty little secret is a lot of small municipalities feed everything that they do oh. through drug confiscation and, and just fighting the drug war. Even tickets. No. You're not giving them that money quick. Yeah, they're gonna fight that big time. Mm -hmm. So it, it it will probably be a while before that you know makes it through. Hey, well I say this: as long as you waited for uh, Google to buy Fitbit, you can wait for <laughs> these. <laughs> if you if you can hold out that long, man. You can hold out <laughs> forever, man. That took like forever, man. Yeah, that was forever. <laughs> it didn't it didn't pan out how I wanted to pan out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You may be waiting on that one for a while. <laughs> so, uh, man, so the timing couldn't be couldn't be better. Uh, as we talked about on the phone, you know, it's tax season coming up. Um, you got a, a, a second tax return coming up. You know, that was just passed uh, in, in the Senate this uh, uh, this past week uh, in the form of, a, of of stimulus. Like, so you got a lot of people coming into. A good amount of money, you know, saying soon, like a, you know, a couple of lump sums. So, where do we, uh, where are the, the, the smart people, I guess? How, how do we take this? Uh, this it ain't quite lottery money, even though you know, that's what we talked about last time. But, how, how do we take this, this lump sum of money and, and how do we You're position kind of, ourselves kind of for like success? What it's like. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you gotta scratch off tickets. Hey. Got a little something uh, in your ass. Couple bucks, yeah. man, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just going to stick to the same thing I was saying before, and I'll be serious, right? You got to make sure that you have that uh, cash reserve for yourself first. Because as sure as you live another six months, a year from now, something else will come about. It's true. And you're going to end up being in trouble. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you need to save it all. But I am saying that you should probably save a big chunk of it. And then, you know, I don't know, go to Longhorn. 
And if you use it just for payroll, and they have some other stipulations for certain other expenses too, but pretty much you should stick to the payroll because mm-hmm. it's really designed to keep your employees working. Working. Right. And those uh, fees are supposed to be paid for by the, through the treasury. So I don't know who he was, who you're talking about is charging the fees, but I would look into that one. You want to put a company name out there, or I mean, what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> man, so all right, man. So, so like we we do, you know, the conversation we had, and, and you know, clearly, you know, we're not in the same that same business, so we're not looking at the you know finances in. Even if we was in the same business, you, know, you got so much more experience that you look at, you know, trends and, and stuff in a different way. So, like, how, how do we gain, like, um, I, I guess, a, like, a better understanding or, or, like, education? So, even, like, younger, like, just, just trying to, to like, I, I just be more educated in, in whether it is stocks or investments or just being uh, better financially as a people, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause, cause you know, our, you know, us as a people, when it comes to, you know, investing and stuff, it's more like a, you know, you know, pray, you know, you pray about it and, you know, you hope, hope it all come through. So like, you got any, like, uh, I mean, just, just, just ways to, to get educated or to educate our kids or, or like just to be more mindful when it comes to finances and, and the whole nine. So I, I want to tell you this one little quick story. One of the things that has really annoyed me to, to no end, right, is I'm older than you guys, right? But when I was in uh, uh, junior high and high school, they taught us, we had sessions on how to learn economics and to be specifically, I'm talking about basic, basic stuff, like how to run a budget. And that kind of stuff is not even taught anymore. Uh, not not at all. Not even close. It can't be. No. Now, and I know that um, now I'm pretty good at math, right? But I always thought to myself, right? You should you should probably skip algebra two and teach just basic budgeting to kids, because at the end of the day, okay, we take what you got to do to be a successful investor. <clears throat> you got to be able to keep a source of income coming in. Spend less than you make, save the difference, and live. And let it compound over the course of time. If you get that down, that's that's the biggest, hardest part. And quite frankly, I mean, I think about it like this. Um, could I fix my car if I needed to? Yeah. Am I going to do it now? <laughs> hey, wait, hey. I was like, look. look. I, I'm messing around with hey. I was watching the uh, I was watching the last show. I was watching it back, and uh, you talk about you talk about your dad was trying to teach you like oh he's like look dad look I'm gonna make so much money I'm not I'm not doing this like I'll just pay somebody to do it but I'm not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> but my point is though, if you can escape good enough to be able to find someone that's trustworthy, and to your point though, that's hard for us. Hmm. And I'm gonna tell you why. There ain't that many African American financial advisors. There are very you, you there's a lot of insurance agents, 
for very few African Americans that are registered as stockbrokers. That's. I remember. I remember the first time we, the very first time we ever spoke on the phone, and we was talking, and you were telling. I can't. I can't remember his card now. Um, but it was. Um, uh, I think it was something that you had called it or something, some kind of certification or group or something where like, you like, uh, you like when I, when I first started, it was like, you know, one or two guys in there. Like now it's like one or two guys in there now or something. I can't remember what it was called, but I, I remember you telling me a story of just how it's just not, it's, it's, it's not true. Bidding. It's true. I mean, to, to this day, we have to get something that they call continuous education, um, uh, continuous education uh, credits to be able to maintain a license, right? And a lot of law firms that do that for us, right? Because they want us to be as a referral source, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, before the pandemic and stuff, we, they do them at the hotels and stuff. They'd be like 300 advisors there. And maybe me and two others who was left in the whole room. Is this like region, like in the Cleveland area, or is it? Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. This is this is no joke. Um, when I first started here at Ameriprise, I started like in '96. Okay, I got the job, and then one of the managers came to me. Did I tell you this? One of the managers came to me. And he asked me to help him recruit another African American, right? Yeah, you didn't tell on the show, but you told me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, let me take this right quick. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. He, 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 he come and then <clears throat> he wanted me to talk to him. I said, fine. And then he told me, I, he brought me in the room, we got to talk to him, right? And I, and it, he acted like he knew me. And I, I didn't know who he was, right? But anyway, he was working at the Urban League. He was doing research for the Urban League because they was trying to, you know, do a lot of, uh, <clears throat> reaching out to African-Americans and, you know, do the financial literacy thing. And their thought was to be able to find, you know, people that are registered as stockbrokers with a Series 7 license to have them to work with them and do this, right? And he told me, do you realize that in all of Collin County, there are five of you? Now you know the exact number. <laughs> right, yeah, right. He told me this. And then he said, you know, the worst part is, he said, four of them are working in the trust departments of the banks. Hmm. So unless you got a half million dollars, you ain't going to never get a cent. He looked at me and said, do you realize you're the only one in damn county that anybody's got a shot at talking to? And he said, he really just wanted to how not make it. And I just told him, I said, look, I went to Cleveland State, okay? And I was finance major there, right? Every class I went to, I was the only black person there. And I'm right in downtown Cleveland. Right. <laughs> right. right. I am the only black person in every one of the classes I had. So I just got accustomed to putting blinders on and not paying any attention to it. <laughs> and just moving forward. That's crazy. So that's why I tell you, it's, it, it, it's not much better now. It's just not much better. Oh man, How, like, and so, and and, and hmm. I seen someone that said that uh, trustworthiness is real hard. It is hard. Oh yeah, it's incredibly hard. But the only thing I will say to you is, you know, hopefully you can get you know a referral to someone. Um, 
belief system, it's what in just getting into investments and stuff. I'm telling you, it's pretty complicated in a lot of different areas, right? Um, especially once you start building up some real wealth, right? Mm. And you probably should get a professional to help you with it. Man, I, I, I feel this way about a lot of, and, and I, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I feel this way about a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you enjoyed my politics show a couple of times, and, and we, we didn't talk a thousand times about, uh, like, politicians in the Cleveland area or whatever, every area to have, you know, saying like like uh, youth mentor programs or whatever. And uh, Angel said the same thing. It sounded like a youth mentor program would be a great opportunity to teach some young kids. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with that first off. And then I think that, um, representation matters like it is and and you know you know you know for all the kids they got to see Barack be the president or Kamala Harris be the vice president and stuff like it's good to see you know and, and I think that'll even help with the trustworthiness if there was more people you know saying uh, uh, you know that look like us or whatever that was able to um, uh, you know like just to be available like you said if, if if you if you ain't got all that you know all that money, those other four guys like you ain't gonna see them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so just having, and I'm not I'm not saying like I'm putting the pressure on you to start a, a youth mentor thing. That's not what I'm saying. But just having having uh, the vision to be able to see like oh, I'm good at math. I I can do this. I can actually be a financial advisor. I can actually you know start my own you know whatever. Like just just being able to see that is like visually that it's possible. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll say, I don't want to interrupt you, but I'll say this, though. There are a lot of African-American kids that are really good at math. Yeah. But they don't realize that they can do this. I Man, I, I got a cousin. My bad, B. I'm going to let you go. I got a cousin that's, uh, he probably the best person I know personally, like with math and numbers. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, all of it. Pers- I, I mean, percentage is not that difficult, but I was going to, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, just anything to do with math. And, uh, and super good at it. And, and don't get me wrong, like, he, he got a successful career working for the feds. And, but he don't do, I don't think what he does have anything to do or very minuscule to do with actual math and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Where he could have been, uh, you know, uh, XYZ, he ended up going somewhere in, in maybe HR, I don't exactly know what he do, but, he got, it don't got a lot to do with math, but, but even still to this day, even though he haven't like took math, uh, you know, math classes in a while, I'm guessing, uh, but still to this day, he's like one of the best people I know personally at anything to do with numbers, like, anything, you know. So I I, I agree. Like I, I I don't know if I don't know like any love numbers and love math and stuff, but you know maybe it, it, you know, I guess you know ultimately it could have been something he didn't want to do, but. To have like that talent, you know, saying when you actually passionate about something like that, and uh, you know, but it's it's just you, you know, saying maybe he wasn't ever put the blinders on like you were to to focus in and just do what you got to do and get it done, you know. Yeah. See, when I go back to um, me being in high school and taking math classes, like geometry, I love geometry, right? And I I use geometry to this day. You know, you got to cut some drywall or something like that. You know what I mean? But when it came, like you said, when it came to Algebra 2, like, I'm just dumbfounded. Like, I, and I haven't used any of that to this day. But then I took a, a accounting class, um, and, uh, you know, basically going through, you know, what you, you know, some of the things that you may do. And it was like, 
okay, I get this. This is, uh, you know, addition, subtraction. That's all it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, and people get paid, paid $100,000 a year to work for companies that do this. Huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't know. But it, I, it never occurred to me to be an
don't look at you and they say, wait a minute, you don't look like me. I don't know if you wouldn't know anything about me. And I had a real tough time with that at first. But I made it through. A lot of things, a lot of people think as blinders, as, you know, like a negative thing, like you're ignoring, you know, I mean, the technical part, but, uh, no, it ain't always a, a bad thing, man. You know, like if you, if you, if you were looking at other things, you know, who, who knows where you would have ended up or you, or you wouldn't have made it as far or, you know, right. like anything's possible, you know what I'm saying? Right. And to Ebony's question, you know, I don't, I don't do the CPA thing. Yeah, we don't do CPAs. Uh, I, I, I'm not a specialist in taxes. Yeah, I yeah, I know I know it's, I don't know I don't know how people do tax tax attorneys and and, and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's so many so many. Uh, it, it ain't just regular math, you know what I'm saying? Like when you start getting with the government things, like like you said before, me addition, subtraction, and a few percentages. That's all math. It's all math, yeah. But it's following all of the rules. The rules, yeah, yeah. The rules, yeah. 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 The rules. Makes it difficult. The government got something for you if you skip some rules, man, especially with some taxes. <laughs> they always fine. Right. It's, it's following all the rules. That's the real issue. All right. That's that's a, that's a way better way to put it. You're right. The math is easy. They never add into the subtraction. A few percentages. That's... <laughs> That's a that's a that's a way better way to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. Let me see. Uh, I lost I lost the comment I was looking for. Promises never happen. I'm usually really good at it. You seen the intro? Pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just had it. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. Maybe I deleted it on accident. Anyway, um, so I, I don't know, man. I think so. Just kind of getting back to, I guess the initial the initial question that we were just talking about uh, the, the education. Um, uh, so not not just to be able to do what you can do, but I guess starting off well, like starting off at the beginning. Like a couple of people in the comments said that they their kids was buying. You know, saying uh, teenagers buying stock and stuff that they, you know, was interested in in, in themselves and and um, I, do, do you know? So let me ask you this: Just do you know of any in, in period, whether it's in our neighborhoods or otherwise? I'm assuming not in our neighborhoods, but I would have know heard about it. But just any any like mentorship or or any companies that do like I don't know if Ameritrade do anything like that. Um, uh, not mentors so much, maybe even like internships. Do Ameritrade do internships to, to like that level, that degree? So I can tell you that uh, uh, my company, Ameriprise. Ameriprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they, they okay. are. <laughs> my bad. They are, they are having a real big push to start that pro, start that type of program now. Um, I got to be honest with you, though. The main reason why is because Ameriprise is headquartered in Minneapolis. And what happened there with uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pressure. Yeah. Well, they woke up. They all of a sudden became really important <laughs> for this, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they are starting 
is they're looking to try to, they're asking us right now because they want to be able to start, I can push out um, a couple different things, recruiting African-Americans into the business and two, uh, doing a lot of financial literacy for black and brown people. Hey, so I, I hear I hear uh, like people mainly like Jay Z. You know, he speak about financial literacy, and then you see the deals that he make. Um, Two big ones in a week. Yeah, huge ones in a week. But I noticed that he never gives enough full ownership. There's always a partnership um, with yep. any of these companies that you do business with. So yep. is that is that part of the? Um, like financial literacy where just you know you do a part you want to do a partnership you don't want anybody to just come in and have control of your company so here's the thing right um i understand why it does that because um it's much better you know we, we always uh, think about all the big upside right but never, never nobody talks about that they no damn floor either. <laughs> That's a great point. Right. That's a great point, man. <laughs> you only got half in there, right? Yeah. Not as much if that thing falls through the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And those, those big venture deals, they be doing the That's stuff, right? That's a great point, man. You hear about the one that did real well, right? You know what you don't hear about? And it went bad. That's a great point. <laughs> oh, that's good. And it went bad, right? Oh, that's good. So I get why they do that. It's the same reason why, you know, I talk to people about buying mutual funds instead of buying an individual stock. Because if you hit the right one, mm. you know, it'll go through the roof. But, you know, if it goes the other way, that ain't a good feeling when you lose everything. Oh. That deal. Red for days. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that's why, you know, I always tell, you know, especially, you know, when people are starting out, they should, you know, find a good oh. mutual fund to be able to do what, you know, find someone to help them to be able to find the good mutual fund to be able to get that diversification that I was telling you about. So, like, how do you, how do you get involved with your mutual funds, though? How do you get involved with them? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Man. <clears throat> Pretty much all the big banks, all the, you know, big investment companies like mine and stuff. Um, you, uh, TD Ameritrade, all the, you know, all the brokerage firms you can use different types of mutual funds. So is it a, is it a certain amount of money you got to come to the table with or what? Like, how does it work? So with mutual funds, they were really designed for the individual investor and for, you know, guys that don't have a lot. Most of them, you can start out at a thousand dollars and then you can add money into it on a monthly basis. Normally, like a hundred bucks or so. Hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent way to get started. So, with a mutual fund, is it? Uh, is it basically, you know, a pool? Basically, your money is going into a pool of money. Correct. Um, and so, how does the mutual funds choose what to invest in? Like, how does? Well, specifically, of course, they hire you know these uh, guys that are really good at analysts being a financial analyst, mm-hmm. and then trying to find out which companies they believe are what we're going to invest moving forward into the future, okay? Because basically, how do you price a stock? If you look at <clears throat> its ability, the company itself, to make money to into make the money. future. Right. Okay? So they're then figuring out, you know, how much debt do they have? 
Do they have a, a specific product that can, you know, that's going to take off? Do they have the patents on the product to be able to make sure they can, you know, um, push out the competition for an extended period of time and stuff? And that's how they'll, uh, and then they'll choose those particular stocks. Uh, and then and when you're in a mutual fund, what they're basically doing is buying, you know, it can be anywhere from 50 to, you know, a couple hundred different stocks in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And even though you only put in a thousand dollars in there, you know, so you get a small slice of all of that. And then that's how you be able to make money as you add money into it. So, so when you want to get out of it, you can get out of it. At any point in time. Like, I'm more, um, you know, I'm more uh, curious about that than I am, you know, going to a random spot and <laughs> losing money. It seems like every time I So, yeah, so, and you know, again, that's why I think people get a bad taste in their mouth for the stock market. They get the two confused, right? They think, you know, buying an individual stock is like buying, you know, like buying into a mutual fund. Um, I think that you should have a real good sense of how the mutual funds work first and get you a nice little cushion on the mutual funds. Then maybe if you want to, uh-huh. you know, pick, pick a stock or two, you know, see how it runs. But I always think if I try to describe it to people like this, right? <clears throat> you want to get a, a workhorse, which is the mutual fund, and then maybe if you feel feeling real good, get your race horse. <laughs> 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 make sure. <laughs> Kind of money, but, but again, 
and never tell you about the ones that, that lose. You know, yeah. were, were bankrupt on the deal, right? Or that poor that poor kid that turned around and uh, ended up being a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt and ended up committing suicide and stuff too. I've seen that on the news too. Mm-hmm. But let me just say this though. I won't talk about this, but I'm telling you, whoever listening, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. Because I want you to think of it like this. <clears throat> could I, could my old ass go out there in the football field and play with the Browns and maybe catch a pass? Yeah. But I'm going to get broke up. <laughs> <laughs> that game is for true professionals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That game is for true professionals because hedge funds, they got millions of dollars and you float, float that thing if, if you go away. Let me tell you what. And if you, ain't, if you ain't constantly on this one, right, it can go really wrong on you. Basically, what a short sale is this. I'll give you an example, right? You're going to be a real nice guy and give me your car. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go sell your car for $100, okay? And I'm going to give you your money back later, right? So what did I do? What do I do then? I turn around, sell that car for $100, right? And then turn around and at some point in time in the future, I'm hoping to be in that exact same car again for $80. <laughs> And then I can keep twenty then, right? Right. You get your car back, or I get my car back. You right. get to keep twenty of it, yeah. But I didn't bought it for eighty, so I made twenty bucks yeah. on the deal, right? That's effectively what a short sale is. Right? Now, that was, there's so many scenarios where that can go wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, like one, you borrowing money to do it. <laughs> Two, let's just say. If the, if the price of that car didn't go down and it went up. Yeah. If the same scenario, that car went up to $500, right? You ought to, oof. I'm screwed, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's a great. In normal circumstances, what we call buying long is you buy it for X, hold on to it, sell it at a time in the future for a higher price. That's what's called holding long. Short is you do the exact opposite. You sell first, and then you come back and buy it later, hoping that the stock price goes down. Down, right? Okay. That is a very risky move. Oof. It's bad enough just trying to buy. Now, what I, what I heard where I made so much noise in the news with GameStop. Everybody knew that nobody goes into a store and buys anything. And they was like, everybody said, like, you know, the vultures are not. This is the new buses. So the hedge funds came in and tried to short the stock. Short the stock, yeah. And then a bunch of people on, uh, you know, Robin Hood got on there and said, well, we ain't going to destroy them. We ain't going to take them anything. And they start buying and they're pushing the stock up. Now, the damn stock ain't even worth $10. They didn't put this thing up to 500 bucks a street. If that, $10 is generous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, I got a problem for the hedge funds, right? 
Because that's called a short squeeze when, you know, when it moves that way in the wrong direction like that. Because you got to cover that. Right, yeah. Money for it, right? But what did, what did it tell you about, though? It's a long way coming down. There was a whole bunch of folks that lost money. Because it was buying at every point going up, too. And if you bought it in at 400 and it settled back down to, like, 50 bucks where it should have been, you screwed. Yeah, I let it, yeah. You, you buy it short like that. I mean, you, they're taking the opposite end. They were buying long, long. These, uh, so, so yeah, I just, they didn't want to sell. They yeah. didn't want to sell. I don't yeah. understand that. So, so I, I've first never. Of, first off, I don't think you should be in that game unless you are truly got a huge, like I said. Bank. Yeah. You got you got billions of dollars. Like I said, bro, I think I could probably go out on the on the field with the Browns and maybe get one catch. I, I can catch right. I can catch the ball. That's crazy. I, I just so he's talking about it. Right? No, go ahead. These are professionals. I, I just man, I, I just had to look at it. I, I just had to look at it because so just looking at like the la- a trend for GameStop, like just it. Like I wish I could show the graph, like because it's, it's absurd. Like, this, this thing went from nineteen ninety five a share, and then in a in about a week, it went up to three hundred. Let me see, it topped out at three hundred, about three hundred and fifty roughly. Dropped to one ninety three was the lowest, then it shot back up to three twenty five, then it shot to fifty one dollars. <laughs> In like in like two days, it's up to fifty one dollars, man. And now it's sitting at about one thirty eight. But man, like, can you like? It's like this. It's literally this. That's <laughs> crazy, man. And I'm telling you, unless you got the computer programs to be able to get you in the market and out of the market quickly, exactly. You do not need to be in that game. Hey, we we talked about it before the show started. Me and B talked about it all the time. Hey, if you yeah, if you don't got the the whatever system you're using, if you can't get in and out at your leisure, don't no. do it. Don't you, you do don't it? Boy, mm-hmm. well, yeah, yeah. Because once once you catch the pass from the Brown, you're like, all right, that's it. Don't hit me. I'm out. I just want to get out. I caught it. I want to get out. <laughs> yeah, man. That game. Like I've never seen. I, like I, you know, I don't even think the market ever seen nothing like that. Where, like you said, it was just a bunch of people. On, and look, yes, it was. I did <laughs> another one that was not that long ago. Oh, really? Hmm. Jay Pennies. <coughs> oh, there you go. Yes, right. <laughs> How long? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Did they? Did they do? Uh, no, it couldn't have been that sporadic though. That was, I, I don't remember, but it was a second section back then. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I was probably a little young, but yeah, uh, oh, that's crazy. Hey, what's that movie? The Big Short. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now that ruined the entire uh, economy. Uh, well, so you know, let me tell you, um, that whole movie, The Big Short, was really about. That financial crisis we went through in 2008, right when Obama came in. That's what that was all about. And the the short was actually real estate. Because everybody, 
had ended up real estate prices. So it was just insane. I mean, I'll never forget this. My dad, when he was still alive back during that time, he went to go and uh, refi his home. And he opened it 121st off of Kansas. They appraised that damn house for $170,000. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Woo. And he said, that just that just can't be right. And all he really wanted to do was get him a little money out to be able to do the roof and, you know, do the uh, furnace in the basement and oh, do the driveway and stuff. That's crazy. So I think he got, now know, 30, 40 grand or something like that to get, get that work done. But he could have got a whole lot more. But that's exactly what that's happened. Crazy. I mean, during that time span, <clears throat> it was bad here in Cleveland. Cleveland was really bad. You know where else was really bad is in Miami. Mm -hmm. If you ever, ever had went down there in Miami at that point in time, it would not be uncommon for you. You know, you <clears throat> uh, land in the airport, get in a taxi, and a taxi cab driver starts telling you about how you own six, seven times. That's crazy. The taxi driver? Because <laughs> at the time, same thing was happening here in Cleveland. They called them no doc loans. Well, you didn't have to verify your income, all you had to do was sign. Oh. And then now, they got to push stuff like, I mean, because there was such a demand for houses there. Yeah, yeah. They got pushed up so high, and man, we still struggle with that now here in the city. That, that was just such a crazy time. Like, I remember, I remember, uh, so first of all, I remember, uh, not I remember, but going back and doing research, it was like different countries. Like the they the housing market here was considered like the most stablest the most stablest thing you could bid on. People other countries was bidding on it. Uh, you know, say <laughs> like was was buying uh, real estate and, and like it, it was absurd to the point. And then like towards the end when uh when you know when clearly everything was going belly up and they're like people were spending with renting homes and they were still paying money to the landlord. The landlord wasn't paying money. You know, I said it was taking there was a pocket of that money. Yep. So then, uh, you know, when the bank comes knock on the door, like, uh, y'all got to go. They're like, what you mean? We've been paying our rent. We've been, you know, the whole time. Man, yep. that, that's a crazy, yep. crazy time, man. Well, well, think about it, though. If, you know, you, you refied, like, I give you that my father. If he had refied that thing up to the 80%, got like 150 grand out of that, right? And then, when it came back down to normal, and you know that damn house would maybe worth 40, 50? <laughs> yeah. What the hell would you pay for that? <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's the best thing, right? And that's what was happening all over the country. That's crazy, man. Well, think about it, though. Why would you not do that? Even if you did continue to pay it off, right, you still... <laughs> you 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 can literally be a hundred and not get that value back out of that place. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. You go find your bankruptcy lawyer and say, look. <laughs> 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 and you know what's the crazy part? <clears throat> the banks didn't want them back. Because it was their problem. They do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, man. You know they look like. Come on, man. Ain't nothing you can do. You can't. You know. Look, we we have a payment plan for you. Like just, just right, don't give it back. Come out here. Just stay there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna become their problem, right? 
And then we gotta pay the property taxes on it. And then we gotta keep it up. Yeah. Come on, man. We we can work it out, man. I tell you, man. We we drop. Come on. Please don't give it back. So, <laughs> <laughs> a year. Should I refinance? It's too early. I need a better rate. Started to get out of hand, and it was just started. The Fed was dropping everything. Like everybody was, it was a fire drill. So it's not. It wasn't that bad. But I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna. All right. Let me write that down too. Let me make yeah. a notation yeah. of that. Remember now, you gotta pay all the closing costs. That's why we say it's gotta be at least two and a two half. Two and a half. Maybe three percent lower okay. before you want to consider doing a refi. Cause I, I I got a pretty good rate, but it's nothing like. I mean, it's not zero like now. You, you, you can see it. You can get a lot. I've seen um. I haven't seen any zeros though, but I have seen two and a half though, or two and a quarter percent though. Okay. I got to at least take a look. It's, it's worth doing the homework for at least. It, don't it don't hurt to ask, ask questions. Jeez. Yeah, should I? I be thinking about selling sometimes too. Sell, buy something new, just go. Well, you got to realize though, the the housing prices have been pushed up now too because of. The demand is so high right now because the interest rates are so low. Mm-hmm. So you might get shocked when you try to find the same sort of house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to end up taking on much better. That's a good point. I was going to say, so you probably can get a good price for your house if you sell, but then when you got to buy another house, you probably they're probably going to tax you too. Hey, so I I've seen some somebody said that you should uh, at least put down. I think they said like twenty percent. I can't remember the percentage. Let's say it was like twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So then your, um, so then your uh, interest rate won't, you know, be sky high. No, that's not true. Let me, let me tell you what they're trying to tell you about. There is a specific fee if you don't put down twenty percent. Okay, mm-hmm. it's called, called PMI insurance. Okay, and that's an additional. It's like an additional little bit of interest rate on top of it if you don't put twenty percent down. Now, the logic behind that is this, right? If you put 20% into the deal, the likelihood of you walking away is a lot less. As opposed to if you've got no money into the deal. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a hell, I'm walking away. I ain't, yeah. I ain't got nothing invested. I can just walk away clean and right. I got you. So that's what you're talking about. Now, <clears throat> And quite frankly, most of the banks, they're going to require that you at least have 10% down. <clears throat> and then they'll let you, you know, have a PMI insurance until you get 20% equity in the home, right? But some of the banks are real hard and fast on that, <clears throat> where you got to have 20% down. Uh, 
So MJ said, uh, how, how, like, how do you know and who do you ask? Uh, I'm assuming she's talking about as far as refinancing. Like, do you go to your, your current mortgage company and then ask them about better rates or? Yes. Okay. Yes. Quick and loans. Yeah. Quick and <laughs> loans, yeah. Actually, very good. Quick and Loans is actually pretty good. Quick, uh, customer service-wise, it's probably the best uh, mortgage company I've ever dealt with. I mean... Have you dealt with them? Well, I, I just just when I was first looking, I was looking at different, you know, what different uh, entities offer. Customer mm-hmm. service-wise, the, the best company I've ever... Even the people I went with, just because the rates was lower and they did like, some other stuff, but... I mean, right. and it's a giant company, so I expect them to be, you know, a little bit better. But man, they were, uh, they, they were pretty good. And I, I tell you what, though, you get a good professional realtor, though, they know which banks are the best ones. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Because uh, the first time I got, uh, I don't know if I got denied or, or I, I don't remember exactly how it played out, but like a bank I've been with, with you know, for a while, and. Um, it was like, oh, am I to deny me or turn me down or something? And my realtor was like, no, no, no. We, I, I got a company. You know, what I'm saying we'll we'll make sure that this, this, and this. And and and. But at the same time, I was still calling on my own. But uh, mm-hmm. she she got me together with you know the people that she dealt with uh, for for this type of a loan. And, and like she, she had her all, she had all her ducks in a row. I give her that for sure. Cause they they the professionals. They yeah. they, they shot the whole landscape. Yeah. Let me tell you what the real problem is. What you will never know is the good performing loans that the bank has on their books. So it, so you'll never know which ones they're trying to slide in to be able to diversify that loan. Right. They will never give you that information. And that's going to be different in every bank you go to. The realtors can get in there and talk with the banks to be able to find out which one will fit into their portfolio, which one they have a higher propensity to turn right. around and, and qualify. I mean, let it go through. Because they'll get an idea of what kind of loan. Because they got a big portfolio of mortgages, right? They try to slot other mortgages in there to be able to offset their risk. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that makes so much sense. You would never know that. You would never be able to get that information. Right. It. But the realists can get that out of them. So because they talking to all the, all of the banks. Because mm-hmm. that, that's how they get paid. Right. See, that's why when you, uh, you know, when you go get a car, they tell you to go to the bank first and get your and get your loan instead of going through, um, you know, the, the dealership. The dealership attacks on whatever you know percentage they want to, and you will never know. That's true. They they pack on something for them too. So uh, that's, that's good, man. Every said uh, I've had mine for six months and two days. I've got another center doing. Uh, I guess better rates for vets. Uh, she's like, I'm already so, like, so this is good information. Um, so yeah, so I wasn't sure, kind of like he was saying, like, I wasn't sure if you, if you call other people, other people, like, look, this is where my rate is, can you beat it? You know what I'm saying? Or do you go see your people first and say, like, hey, uh, can you do better and then go from there? I'll tell you what, though, it, I, I think, I mean, the, the most efficient use of your time is again to find a good professional realtor, yep. And let them, and let them shop it. It's just like uh, you ever tried to shop for car insurance? I got hey, I got a guy. I, I went and got a guy. Look, so look, I I call one person. I'm like, look, uh, you know, you know, it's March. Uh, my thing about to be up. Whatever, run it, run it. And, and I just wait for a phone call. Like, look, stay where you at. 
we're gonna keep you with the same company. We're gonna bump you up to this. Go to this. Like I, I got a guy that I trust. He ain't started me wrong. I, I put my whole family on. You know what I'm saying? That never came back negative. So, so yeah, I would assume it was <laughs> the same way. So, so we got a property casualty, a broker like that. Same sort of concept. When they deal with a whole bunch of different companies, yeah, same concept. See, I, oh man, that just inside information that you'll never get. You never get yeah, right. He's like, oh man, let me run the numbers and get back with you. I'm like, all right, let's do your thing, man. I'm, I'm pretty sure. God, that's good. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's what it feels like, right? <laughs> that's that's exactly what it felt like. Oh man, see, so I think so. Even with this part, I think it comes back to what Ebony said earlier about uh, trustworthy man. Like, cause, cause look, so my my insurance guy, the way we, uh, I got into some 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 cop trouble, legal, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I had called him, and I was like, because I didn't really know what to do. I was, I was maybe, I don't know, 22, 23 or something. I was like, I don't know, you know, what they're talking about as far as insurance, like certain insurance and all this stuff. So I called him, and I just hung up because I'm like, I, like if somebody picked up, I don't even know what to say, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up calling back, and he's like, yeah, did somebody call him? I'm like, yeah. Like, I don't really know what I'm looking for, blah, blah, blah. And I explained it to him. He's like, oh, no worries. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, whenever you got some time, like, I come out to you. We'll go over this. I explain it all to you, blah blah blah. We get you together, and then and then so that was like the I'm like all right. Well, for him to call back, cause most businesses won't call you back. You know what I'm saying? They think it's a wrong number or whatever. I'm like, all right, that's cool. He, he seemed cool when I met him. Very personable, all this stuff. And then uh, um, just over time, he's like, all right. So look, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, six months or whatever, no accidents. So we can drop you down, or we can put you in this bubble. And you know, so you're gonna pay more money for this six months. But then after that, we're gonna drop you down two levels. Like, yeah, all these tips, tips and tricks, and like you said, insider traders, what it what it felt like. Mm -hmm. Oh no, you go up two, and then you come down three or something. It's good, man. Because 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 again, in in the auto insurance business, it's the exact same thing too. It's good. You ever wonder why there's so big a difference in the price from one auto insurance company to the other? I'll tell you why. Because of the pool of people that they have are completely different. And if they get a lot more claims in this pool here, they got to spread it amongst everybody yeah. else. See, this is what we need. Like, we need people like you and him to explain this type of stuff. Because when he explained it to me, he's like, look, he's like, I can get you a cheaper rate. And I'm, I'm paying a good rate now. He's like, I can get you, like, getting you a cheaper rate is not the issue. He's like, but when we do, we'll, that'll put you in a different bubble. Like, because they ended it. This, this bubble is grandfathered in. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're they actually trying to keep people out of this bubble to get them into the new bubble. Like, right. when you stay where you at, it's just weather the storm, it'll be worth it in the end, blah, blah, blah. And he's been, he's been right ever since. So I think, man, finding somebody that you can trust when it comes to any aspect of money, whether it's car insurance or any financial stuff, and a black people have an issue with it because, I mean, they got jerked around so much from the government and, and all type of stuff, and I get it. I, I give you that. And, and to be real honest with you, the worst, the worst is a real estate transaction. Because there's, there so you know the reason why you gotta sign so many documents is because um, this 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 country got a long history of screwing people out of real estate. <laughs> hey, that movie, the banker. <laughs> you know anybody that's in America did they asked about it. <laughs> I know you said that movie, the banker. Yeah. yeah. This country's got a huge issue with with real property when it comes to land and, I, and all that stuff. 
I, I do want to tell this real quick. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you go on. So when I was doing the doing, you know, you sign a, a thousand copies of paper for you when you buy your house. Uh, so I, I my well, the lady that did my uh, my the title company. She was real cool and she she explained everything like not no jargon. It was like, all right, sign this. Like this this paper. She's like, look, so I'm gonna say before we even start, none of this paperwork is about you. This is not nothing is about you. This is about protecting the bank. This is about protecting this part. Like none of this is about you. So every time I was signed, she's like, all right, this is protecting. Uh, this is a paper from HUD saying that they blah, 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 blah. This is protecting HUD. It's not protecting you. Next paper. This is protecting the bank. Like, she was so down to earth and super cool. Which just let me know, like, this has, this, this is nothing to do with you. This is for protecting everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, so don't think that, you know, they're doing this for you out of the kindness of their heart because they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love that. I love her for that. She was telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I know. That's exactly uh-huh. what I know. And all you know is you got a piece of paper at the end of the day and you get the keys to say that you can pay for it for the next 15 to 30 Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what they say to you. Congratulations. And they're like, yeah, well, now, so it begins. This is how I go. <laughs> I, I, I never forget when I bought my first house, right? Um, did I tell you all this? Well, I think so, no. <laughs> when I bought my first house, it was down there on the uh, 142nd off of Kansas, right? And I was like uh, 26th at the time, right? And, you know, I mean, if, you know, with the title company, you sign all these documents. And all I kept thinking in my head was, I have no idea what it's like to pay for something for 30 years. I'm not even 30 years old yet. Right, so I mm-hmm. called a counselman, right? 
And he got the commissioner of the water department on the phone, right when I was on the phone with him. He started pitching at him, right? Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> About two hours later, they showed the water department showed up again. <laughs> and they fixed it, right? Ah. And that just taught me that, you know, you just got to know who to trust to help you out when Bingo. you don't know stuff. Bingo. <laughs> ah. Bingo. And, and the killer part of me was, when they dug the hole, they dug it out to the middle of the street. So I'm thinking, I'm going to run Yeah, I'm going to run You want me nigga on out the street? You <laughs> dug out the street, right? Oh, man. True story. Uh, my, uh, my neighbor, you know, used to be like a gas man, um, like in front of my house. And my neighbor would just call him every week, every week, every week. So they finally came out and fixed the uh, gas line, right? But they had to go down the whole street and dig up everything. So it was probably about 10 people's front lawn. Every, everybody everybody lawn. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, it, it was worth it because that needed to be fixed. They had the natural gas that flowed in the air. Correct. Like Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, not to, not to knock people who work for the city, though, but you know. No, I say it. <laughs> you know, way off the top of the fighting is Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I hey, you know, I, look, so I, I'll be upset. I'm like, come on, man, y'all know how I feel to be a normal person. But then, at the same time, I'm like, you know, they, they boss or whatever ain't going to enforce it until it gets to a certain point. So, if I was in the same situation, I'd look like, you know, I can't really do nothing until they say, do something, and then you do it, and like mm-hmm. you said, like, calling the, the, the councilman, that's, that's great. It, like, it ain't who you know, it ain't what you know, it's who you know, is what they say. Right. I had no, I that, that never occurred to me. Me neither. But she told me, just call your city councilman, and, and, and you know, he and found out he was real responsive to it, too. Ah, that's great. That's good. That's good, man. Did you, did you vote for him? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I got to vote for him now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's funny, man. That's hilarious. He certainly was. Oh, that's funny. Uh, we got one more question, man. We're going to get you out of here. We appreciate you coming in on the, on the, on the Sunday Hanging out with us a little bit. Let me see. So Andrew said, uh, uh, do you have a preference to swipe debit card versus spending cash? Dave Ramsey is a huge cash guy, but I hate carrying cash. And she's curious of your opinion. Do you hate, wait, do you hate Dave Ramsey? Who, me? Yeah, I kind of hate Dave Ramsey. I'm not saying he don't know what he's talking about, but I kind of, I don't like uh, nothing else about him. So, <laughs> I think that Debit cards are really the way to go. Quite, quite honestly, I mean, you, you. The problem is, if you lose the cash, you're stuck. You lose the debit card, you get replaced. And specifically, if you buy stuff on the internet, if you use a credit card. But you got to, the trick is to make sure you're paying it off at the end of each month. 
Here's the, here's the dirty little secret that I don't think a lot of people know. <clears throat> if you use a debit card on the internet and there's a fraud, that's actually a crime against you, mm-hmm. not the bank. If you use a credit card and there's a fraud, that's a crime against the bank. Because they're just loaning you the money. That's their problem. I'm no longer using my debit card. So, I'm just telling you. So, if you get a financial crime against you on your debit card, now, most of them now, you know, they still have a fraud protection. But in actuality, they don't really have to push that because that's a crime against you. That's your responsibility to get it fixed. Just goes to the notes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, to answer your question, um, when you know that you're going to, like, a point of sale or something, I don't mind using, you know, a uh, debit card then. In fact, I like using debit card for this specific reason. Because at the at the beginning of each month, what do you get from them? You get a bank a statement, statement to show every nickel what you paid. It's mm-hmm. much easier to track yeah. what you spend it on, as opposed to if you're doing it with cash. Yeah. There are so many people Ooh, that's good. that you know spend so much in what we call discretionary spending because they spend it in cash and have no idea what, what their spending is. That's good, man. Now, 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 I will say this though. Now, having mm-hmm. cash, like having cash, is good. Well, it's, it's good for me because it, it reminds me that my money is dwindling and I need to stop. <laughs> so I can point. visually see it. Right. With a debit card, you, you don't think about it. Right. With cash, you know. I'm not saying you know, like if you go to a point of sale in the store or something like that. I'm not opposed to you having some cash, but I'm just saying it's easier, especially when it comes to when you're trying to track your budget and stuff. Because you get you'll get a statement from the bank to show every nickel what you spent. That's good. Uh yeah, I'd never I, I, I care like emergency money, like in case I needed to call a taxi or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I don't carry no 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 money like that. Um mm-hmm. uh I I not even for the purposes of being able to track my spending. And, and B, you're you right. I agree. Like, sometimes you do get, I wouldn't say carried away, but when you swipe, you don't have the visual stimulation as you do with cash. We're like, Yo, I don't, I don't want to break this 20. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to not break this 20. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, whatever I got to do. Like, if I, I just don't got enough because I don't want to break the 20. Uh, but, man, I, I, I just can't carry cash. I just can't do it for whatever reason. You know what I do like? I, do, I like Apple Pay because... When you uh you know use that tap feature or whatever, the the debit card that's on your receipt is not your actual debit card number. It's like a like a uh, basically essentially a fake uh, fake debit mm-hmm. card number. Mm-hmm. So if anybody get that receipt or you know if uh, Target or wherever you shop at gets um you know, oh, like well. internet breach or whatever whatever you know they won't get your number. That's pretty good. Uh, let me see. Every day, said I'm a, I'm the opposite. I'm very mindful before I swipe. Uh, and then uh, Angel said uh, I review my balances every day, but I'm a, but I'm a swiper too. You know what though? Um, that, that's a, that's another good point I like to bring up to people. You know, if you if you're worried about you know not being cognitive or you know because it seems like it's magically spinning right, if you feel that you need to 
check your online statements constantly. You'll see it. You don't have to wait until the beginning of the month. And then that way you you can tell yourself, uh oh, I'm at my point now, I gotta stop. That that's what I do. I got alerts coming to my phone. Every every transaction uh, positive balance, negative balance, anything over a cent, which is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I get a notification on my phone. It give me a, a, a give me a, like an update, and then every morning I get a, a, a daily uh, balance update. Like first, the first thing, first thing I see when I grab my phone in the morning is, you know, you got a hundred dollars left in this count, or, or I'm sorry, less than a hundred dollars in this count, or you got uh, you know more than whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I got alerts for all type of stuff, man. Right. I don't carry cash at all, but I definitely need to be aware. Cause, well, I, I'm gonna just say this right. I'm not, I'm, and this is just, I guess, my own personal preference. Way. <clears throat> I don't like carrying cash because of the fact, you know, that um, if if I lose it or something like that, yeah, I know it can be replaced with a debit card or with a credit or with a credit card and stuff. Right. And specifically, I've never used a um, a debit card if you shop for something online. That's that's. I never even thought about that, but that's that makes so much sense, though. Yeah. yeah. So you think about it, so it's coming out of your account. With your, the so it's your yeah. issue. It's against you. Yeah. It makes so much sense, man. Like, I never thought about it, though. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell you, if you're traveling, right, to make sure you carry, you know, <clears throat> a credit card in case, you know, your, uh, the uh, card is uh, compromised or anything like that, or, you know, something like that happens right when you're out. Cause it's, a, Cause it's a crime against the bank, then. That's good. Never thought about it. That's good, man. Hey, I might just do a little, you know, a little bit of cash, and just debit my card at home, and bring credit cards, and just pay it off when I get home. Just pay it off when you go home. Jesus. You don't even pay the interest on it. You can pay it off in, in, you know, each month. Once again, the legend. <laughs> Let me see. Everybody said, uh, "I gotta, I gotta get a credit card now." Yeah, like you know, this person, you know, just make sure you shop around and all that good stuff because they can, you can actually, you know, earn stuff from them and all that good stuff. But like I said, the online shopping thing makes so much sense that I never even thought about. And I, and I got you know a couple, you know, all mine are for you know emergencies or whatever, but. Like you said, like that's the bank's problem, and then as long as you got, if you got the cash to buy it anyway, you just pay it off as soon as you do it, and and there's no no harm, no foul. Yeah, and um, that's what I call a proper use of a, a credit card, you know, to safeguard your stuff. That's genius. Like I never even would have. That's crazy, man. Look, I, I make sure that there's no annual fee, no monthly fee. Right. And then the the car uh, the cards the well, the two cards recently that I got there's no interest for like 15 months or something like that. So those are the ones that I the other ones I got I just put them right in the drawer. I'm not touching. Not touching them, right? Yeah. Exactly. Until you know I got to use them so I don't cut it off by some McDonald's or something. Your mom got <laughs> your, mom, <laughs> your mom got the best deal out here. Come see me. We got zero intro for 18 months. 18 months? Hey, you might have come chill with your mom and uh, find out. 18 months? That's crazy. Yeah, that is true, though, because, uh, you know, the bank she work at, I, that's, you know, where I got my account, so. 18 uh, months is good. They sent me something in the mail, and I was like, I ain't 
I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I got 12. I get a lot of those promotions like that, though, when they do it for the first 18 months. Or yeah. if you transfer stuff over, it'll be zero about, I mean, zero interest for the first 18 months, too. I ain't. Well, I'm looking in the wrong. I, I done found some zero balances for 12, 18 months. I, I mean, it's only <laughs> it's only a, a, a extra half a year. But, man, at, at a zero percent, you got an yeah. extra six months to pay off whatever. It, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I need to be a part of that. I need to be a part of that. That's crazy. Uh, all right, man. Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on before we get out of here? Um, she, uh, Ebony was asking about which which banks to go to. Uh, there are a lot, of, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know I've seen a few different uh, <clears throat> sites that you could search to be in the with a uh, credit card you can have to bid on your business and stuff too. And, and she and she she have a nonprofit too. So I I, I mean I know it's separate than, than personal uh, uh, yeah. uh, income and stuff. But um, she, she's definitely looking to into that type of stuff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just make sure that you keep it separate or whatever. But having a nonprofit give you certain benefits too. True. So the only other thing I just wanted to say <laughs> is thank you guys so much for having me back again. I'm so proud that I'm. Able to make it twice on the visual. <laughs> and, and if anybody had any uh, questions and stuff for me, that they want to take offline and stuff, I know my contact information is on there. I'll put it up there I, right now. Definitely reach out to me, and I'll be more willing to help you out. Yeah, but most definitely, thank you for uh, you know doing this because getting people to come and share and laugh and joke is you know difficult. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know we, we most definitely appreciate the content. Uh, I learned something today. I'm sure the viewers and listeners uh, did too. So uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. I, you know, you know, we we, we talk from time to time on, on. You know, I see the stuff that you uh, put up on LinkedIn, and you know, say so always got a comment or something because man, it'd be it'd be good information all the time. So and like I told you last time, man, you welcome to come on anytime. Even though I think it's almost like six, exactly six months. I think is as what it's been. But uh, like even when I reached out to you, I'm like, man. Like what? What better time than than uh, you know tax season? And I didn't know that the stimulus was going to get passed. You know, just you know, just so happy. Right everybody's gonna get paid. Yeah, like that's a, you know, shoot. Or or look, even if even if the only thing people uh, people pulled out of this was don't forget if you can get anywhere between that fifteen to twenty percent of savings, like that's enough as a reminder. Like hey, fifteen percent of your gross. You know, you can get that around. You know, say if you can get, get that and put that aside, you'll be in good shape. Even if that's as a reminder, it'd be great. Yep. You know, say so. Uh, so, like I said, man, it's always an open invitation. You know, say anytime. You know, anything happening that you want to you know, talk about or, or 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 you know, saying you think it'd be great for the show or any any of that stuff. And then, as you know, we'll definitely be reaching out. Um, you know, saying just to to to, to you know have good conversation. Have good information being given out to us, like you said. It ain't it ain't many people that we even got access to, you know. what I'm saying where, uh, you know, for our audience, where it would make sense, I guess. You know, what I'm saying and like B said, where you can actually come on and have fun and joke and laugh, and you know, because I mean, I you know, I'm sure. Look, we don't we got kind of like the same group uh, on on like LinkedIn. You see some of the people, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying they ain't always as. Uh, uh, a little, you know, I want to say uptight or whatever, but you know, they don't know how to uh, separate it. You know, what I'm saying to be a human, a regular human. So, <laughs> here's the thing, and I'm, I'm gonna end with this, right? At the end of the day, I'm just a guy that grew up on 121st off a kid, and it was actually pretty good in math. 
And I like help. I like helping people. That's what I was always taught to do. So, you know, this is I really enjoy doing this stuff with you guys. Appreciate it. Okay. That's super dope. Hey. Y'all, uh, reach out to Eric, man. If y'all got any questions, y'all see his information right there on the uh, on the bottom of the screen. Um, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, and uh, like every every Jay said, we'll have you back sometime soon for sure. Um, we're gonna end on the outro, and then uh, that'll be it for us. So y'all, I uh, hope y'all enjoyed the show. B. Um. Oh, go check out Enduring the Course with Ebony J. She had a show on earlier today. Um, I watched a little bit. I fell asleep. But good thing is, <laughs> good thing is, it's on every streaming platform. So you can always go back and watch it. So uh, most definitely check out that. Uh, check, of course, check out this episode. Watch the rewind. And uh, remember to own your own. It's very important. Uh, as you can see, uh, Eric Tober, he on his own. You see what he's doing? We own our own. You see what we buy to so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we appreciate y'all. Uh, I'll see y'all Wednesday for politics, uh, 6.30 to 7, short shows. Just catch up on anything that's going on. Uh, be said it all. So salute to the city as always. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll see y'all next week.